Warning. This podcast frequently contains disturbing and graphic content. User discretion is highly advised. Hello again, Nightmare Society. A big welcome to our newest official members of the Nightmare Society online campfire. Tammy DC and Matt S. Welcome and thanks so much for your support guys, I really appreciate it. Also a big thanks to Davika D. I hope I said that right. Probably not though. River E, user wondering one, and user Sapphic Rose for sharing their stories with us tonight. Tonight's stories feature a little supernatural, a little everyday creepy, and plenty of nightmare. So, get comfy, and prepare yourself for another episode of The Nightmare Society. I was 23 at the time, and had only been living alone for a few months. A little backstory for you. My mom and I don't really get along, so I moved out, and my landlords are my mom's best friends. So they gave me a little bit of a deal for renting one of their properties. Before I lived here, a man, his wife, and kids lived here, explaining all the crayon on the walls. After about a year, my landlord said that his wife and kids left, and when they asked him about it, the man just said the wife packed up and took the kids to be with her relatives. A short while after, the guy moved out too. Fast forward about eight months, my dog Klaus, who's an Akita, and I moved in. I stay in the master bedroom. The bedroom and the bathroom are connected with a huge doorway. The way my bathroom is set up is right in the middle. I have a double vanity. To the left is the main bathtub with the skylight above it. And to the right of that, three cabinets stacked. To the right of my vanity is my walk-in shower. And to the right of that is my toilet in its own room. It's about 1am and I'm getting ready for bed. Klaus is already fast asleep and snoring on his bed on the floor next to me. I turn off the light and climb into bed. I remember laying down, throwing the covers over me and going to sleep. Suddenly, I'm awake, just laying there in darkness, not sure why I'm awake or what time it is. I hang my right arm off the bed to reach for Klaus, but he's not there. I sit up and start looking around my room to see if he moved. I look to the left towards my bathroom and lit up from the moonlight coming through the skylight in my bathroom, I see a huge, muscular man. But where his head should be, it's a goat's head, and he's just standing in the doorway. I rub my eyes to make sure I'm really seeing what I'm seeing. As I'm sitting there, my eyes are adjusting better. And the man that's standing there is all black, like someone poured paint all over him. I don't say anything and neither does he. 
In my head, I'm just thinking this is a crazy dream. I lay back down, close my eyes for a few seconds, and open them. I look to the bathroom and the figure is gone. I hang my arm over the bed, but again, Klaus still is not there. Suddenly, I feel the bed move to the left of me, as if someone is lying there. I look over and the figure that was in my doorway is now lying beside me. He's inches from my face, staring at me. I try to get up so I can run, but something is holding me down. Panicked, I throw my blankets over my head and start praying. I must have been praying for hours, because when I had mustered up the courage to peek out of my blankets, it was already morning. I look around the room and everything looks completely normal. I look to the left of me and there's nothing there. Just indents in my memory foam mattress that something had been laying there. I look to my right and Klaus still is not there. I call for him and nothing. I get up and see if he's under the bed, but still nothing. I hear whimpering in my bathroom and there in the bathtub is Klaus. I get in and try to examine him, but he won't budge. I couldn't lift him because of how big and strong he is. I called my brother over to help me get him out, and as I'm telling him what happened the night before, my brother's face loses its expression, and he asks if I've told my landlord yet. We managed to get Klaus out of the bathtub, and my brother still insists that I talk to my neighbors. Later that afternoon, I called my landlords and they came over. I told them what happened and based on the looks they gave each other, I knew something was up. I begged them to tell me and hesitantly they did. The man who lived here before used to practice the occult and do some really strange things. When his wife moved out and took the kids, she stopped by my landlords to tell them what was going on. He would lock his kids in the cabinets in my bathroom, and he would also lock them in the small room in the house. The final straw for the wife was when she woke up one night, when he was trying to sacrifice one of the kids or something. The guy left the house but didn't take everything. My landlord said that they found a bunch of occult and sacrificial stuff, and how to be one with the devil books. A few days later, I noticed that there was a pentagram on my ceiling with those little glow-in-the-dark stars. I'm 100% sure they were not there when I moved in, but my house had been broken into. Nothing stolen, but some of my stuff was out of place. I can't help but wonder if that man broke into my house, came back, and put the pentagram up when Klaus and I would leave for the day. I guess I'll never really know. This happened to my dad when he was around 19 or 20. He's 38 now. My family does not like talking about this story, but my uncle told me this when I was 13. My dad had just moved into his first home. He lived in a sketchy town in Alabama. Very, very small town. Everyone knew each other. Anyways, one day he was at the store and there was a man there. The man was following him. 
all the way to the parking lot. And he was driving down the street and saw the man was driving right behind him. So my dad drove into a different neighborhood, scared he was going to follow him home. Still, the man was behind him. Somehow along the way, he lost the guy. My dad was home that night watching TV when he heard something outside. Then he heard scratches on the window. He went to the window and no one was there. Later that night, he heard the same scratches again. He waited, then went to the window. There was a man in the backyard. My dad got protective and grabbed a steak knife. The man decided to climb through the window. My dad saw him and apparently stabbed him in the leg with the knife. To this day, my dad still will not discuss the events after that. It was March of 2013, up here in the great white north of Ontario. It was the aftermath of a really bad snowstorm. Canadian winters are extremely cold up here. I had ventured out to do some groceries with my four-year-old daughter who is mildly autistic. It was definitely a weekend because my husband was home and he only comes home on the weekends as he works during the week out of town. When this happened, he was visiting his father at the old age home he lives in. I know about BEKs, or black-eyed kids. I've been reading about them for a few years, so when I pulled into my driveway, car full of groceries and a four-year-old, and saw the man walking down the middle of the road wearing a pair of blue shorts and a faded red hoodie, socks with sandals, I of course freaked. My first thought was that he was some sort of junkie that wandered out of a not-so-great area of town into my nice little suburb. The thing is, everyone knows everyone in our area. We look out for each other. This man was not only underdressed and completely unfamiliar to me, but he was acting really strange. He was walking up and down the street, approaching the same three doors of my neighbor's homes, directly across the road from my home but not knocking or anything, just walking to their doors, then leaving and going to the next and then the next, then starting at the first house again and repeating the same actions going to their doors and just standing there staring at them as if not knowing what to do. Finally, after watching him for about five minutes, I got out of my car, leaving my door open and said, Excuse me, what are you doing? Do you need help with anything? When he heard me, he just stopped dead in his tracks, turned around and stared at me as if he had just realized there was another side to the road. At this point, my daughter began crying and shouting, Mommy in car, Mommy hurry in the car. At the same time, she began crying for me to get back in the car. I looked this man directly in the eyes. They were cold black and his face was emotionless. I was filled with a terror so profound that I can't even think of a word to describe exactly how I was feeling. I could not break eye contact with him, and the only thing that stopped me from approaching him was my daughter screaming bloody murder in my car, which snapped me right back into reality. 
I turned and climbed into my car, locked the doors, leaned over, and released my daughter from her car seat and helped her climb up front with me to have her close to me. The man just stood there, staring at us. It was the worst feeling in the world having him look at us. After a couple of minutes of him watching us, he went right back to his repetitive behavior of walking up to my neighbors across the road and knocking on their doors. And not just knocking, but standing there, staring at the doors. I called my mom and told her what I was seeing and then called my husband who was already on his way home and told him to hurry because we were afraid to get out of the car. When my husband said he was on his way, the man looked at us like he could hear my husband telling me he was coming. Then he simply started walking away. Ironically, as soon as the man in the red hoodie was out of my sight, my husband, followed by the police, came speeding from the direction the man had only momentarily just been walking in, and they saw nothing. He had just vanished. I was telling this story to a friend who is renting out my basement. I found that he had also seen this man too, right down to the shorts and red hoodie and the weird repetitive behavior going to my neighbor's doors, the same three houses, and just staring at their doors. He was a smoker who suffered from insomnia and was out at about 1am in the morning. He also confronted the man. The man did the same thing to him upon my border confronting him, causing him so much fear he dropped his cigarette, came in, locked the door, and never went outside at night again without one of our dogs with him. So I've currently been home alone for a few days. I do get pretty creeped out during the nights by myself because I'm a naturally paranoid person and I stupidly read way too many scary stories here on reddit right before bed. There's also the matter of having a back door that does not lock. That's right, a few weeks back our back glass sliding door got broken and so it's just a sliding screen with no lock. It's that fact alone that does scare me a little but not too bad as I live in a decent neighborhood and have never had any trouble in the months we've lived here. There's also the fact that the gate is padlocked from the inside and it's pretty high so would be difficult to jump. Or so I thought. So it's late at night or should I say very early in the morning because this all happened at about 3 a.m. ish. I'm laying in bed, bumming around on my laptop, and I hear a sort of bang against my backside gate. A big fence gate. It would be a little taller than a person. It leads from my front yard to my backyard. I wasn't concerned at all by this, as the wind makes it rattle a lot and all sorts of noises are a result. So I just assumed it was that and didn't think much of it. It happens again probably two other times. But again, I didn't really spare a thought to it. So a few minutes later, I decide I want to go to bed. First, I decide to head out back and have a quick smoke before brushing my teeth. So I turn the back light on and head outside. Literally the second I slide the door shut behind me, I hear this muted thud to my right, where the gate is. As if someone jumped down onto the grass coupled with the fence rattling loudly. 
I paused, startled, but did not immediately think anything bad, as that is a very similar noise to when one of my cats jumps off the fence. But for some reason, my next thought was, why didn't I hear bells? My cats all have collars with bells, and they always jingle with any movement they make. So I assume it's a random neighborhood cat, and I look over at the fence. I immediately freeze and stare at the top of the fence. My eyes straight away lock onto an abnormality, staring hard at it trying to make sense of what I'm seeing. I see two hands gripping the top of my gate. I stood there staring at them, completely frozen in fear for what felt like several minutes, but was only really a few seconds. Then I see the hands slowly let go of the gate and disappear beneath it. I'm still stood there frozen in fear as I listen to leaves crunch as I assume whoever it was moved slowly away from the gate. I stand there for a few seconds before quietly going back inside and locking myself in my room. I sat on my bed and contemplated calling the cops, but I knew whoever it was obviously knew they got caught and crept off into the night. As I sat there, I sort of theorized it all in my head, mostly to put myself at ease so I don't lie awake for hours wondering if I'm about to be murdered. I'm assuming whoever it was figured there was no one home. There's no car in my driveway, when there usually is, and no lights on in the house at all. And so they tried to jump the fence to see if they could break in or just steal stuff from my yard and got immediately startled by the light turning on and back door opening and probably got scared off and would not return. I decided against calling the cops because I didn't even see who it was. I couldn't even tell the gender of the person. All I saw were hands. Still though, I have chills right now just thinking about it, the way those hands slowly peeled off my fence. The fact that if I had come out a few minutes later, then I could have walked straight out to someone already in my yard. Or worse yet, they got in, saw the back door wasn't locked, and came right inside while I slept. No doubt I'll be sleeping with my bedroom door locked from now on, and no more late night smokes. Might even quit. So to the creepy would-be fence jumper, let's not ever meet. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Nightmare Society Radio. We have a link to our merch in the show notes below, um, as well as uh, Patreon if you would like to support the podcast at patreon.com slash Nightmare Society. And until next time. Sweet dreams.